You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. The car feature. It's 19 minutes to uh, 3 o'clock. Stuart Johnston is back. He's a veteran motoring journalist and car magazine, uh, Johannesburg's uh, correspondent. And today we're looking at um, some of the world's rarest cars. The rarest car in the world is the Ferrari 250 Gran Turismo Omologato. It is a rare diamond. It is uh, valued or its all-time selling record price, in fact, was $70 million. Wrap your mind around that for a vehicle. Um, it's uh, amongst an interesting class of cars. And uh, why are they on the list of the rarest cars, you might wonder? Well, that's what uh, Stuart will be explaining in a moment because some cars are fast, um, others are simply beautiful, and some are just hard to come by. And if the history of cars tells us anything, it's that some of the best models ever, in fact, ever made have only been built in small quantities. And that adds, it certainly adds to the desirability, the prestige, and of course, the present day value. Yeah, like $70 million. We've got uh, Stuart joining us now. If you've got any questions or comments about the cars that we'll be talking about, um, then do give us a call. You're curious about... um, Rare cars, 011-8830702-31702 for your SMSs, then your WhatsApps and your voice notes on 072-702-1702. Hello, Stuart. Hello, Zonia. Yes, welcome back. Uh, these conversations just keep getting more and more fun and more fascinating. What a list of impressive cars. I spent part of my morning, in fact, just staring at these beauties, some I'd never even seen before. So there's a lot to discover out there in the world of cars. Um, so this list of rare cars, just a, a top-line summary of what we'll actually be diving into. Well, you know, the, the ones that I've chosen, Sonia, um, aren't nearly as rare as the GTO, the Ferrari GTO that you mentioned, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the most beautiful cars ever. And there were, I think, a uh, total of, uh, there's a bit of a, a debate about how many exactly were produced, but I think it was about 36 or so, some, somewhere around oh. that figure. Wow. Um, so there are some that are even rarer than that, but I think most people agree that's the most, the most desirable cause. The, the cars I've chosen are more your common and common or garden variety <laughs> rare cars that you might come across or stumble across here in South Africa. Yeah. That's so so um, I don't know where you'd like me to start. Um, no, I let's think, actually talk about idiot. yeah. Let's talk about the GTO first, and then we'll get into some of the other cars. I mean, how does a car get okay. to 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 have a record selling price of seventy million dollars? I think the rarity is the whole thing. You know, the rarer something is, but it, it's obviously got to be good in the first place. It's got to be a desirable car in the first place. And then the rarer those cars are, well, then, you know, the cars are going to be bidding higher and higher and higher to actually own one. And mm-hmm. that's how mm-hmm. some of these amazing prices are reached actually on auction. Mm. And um, that, was, that car was built in 1962. And, in fact, um, one of them actually raced here at, at Kyle Army in 1962 and won the race first time out. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was a car that you could actually drive, race and drive on the road. In fact, the guy that uh, that uh, shifted out here from the UK, they landed in Cape Town off, off a uh, sailing boat, you know, the seagoing boat in those days, and then he drove it up to Kyle Army to actually race it here. Wow. 
Wow. From Cape Town. Yeah. So that, that's how things have changed. But yeah, it remains one of the most beautiful cars. Three liters, six meter carburetors, fantastic sound, beautiful bronze spoke wire wheels. Mm. I mean, the list just goes on and on. How, mm. how beautiful that is. So, yeah. 36, as you said, about 36 cars. Do we find uh, volumes around that region in general? Uh, what, what kind of volumes are we talking about if we're going to talk about rarity? Oh, geez. I mean, you can get some, but even just one-offs, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I would reckon every, anything rare is probably less than a thousand made. I would think that, that that's a good benchmark to aim at, you know. Right. And and cars like that, especially these days, you know, that was a supercar of its day, like a Bugatti uh, Veyron or something like that today. Mm. And uh, or the Ghani's on there, so they don't make them in great quantities, whereas Something beautiful, some of your more modern Ferraris, they make them, you know, in the many thousands these days. Mm. So um, that's, uh, you know, that that's what has changed. They've become far more prolific. Um, I think Ferrari, uh, I think their production level is about 10,000 in a year. They won't go higher than that. Mm. With Porsche, you know, they, they, they're much higher than that. They make about 100,000 cars a day. Still very, very desirable. And mm-hmm. um, what how it actually happens with some of these cars is you get a very special edition of that model, and um, you know those were some of the ones in the South African context I wanted to talk about. Because yes, if you if you stumble across one of these in a small town or a barn or something, mm-hmm. um, these cars are very much. Uh, uh, really worth, well, you know, well worth collecting. Yeah, those stories are absolutely fascinating. I mean, one uh, of our car contributors said that there was a, a guy who's a helicopter pilot. He was flying over some uh, farmlands in Limpopo, and then there were two kusheshes uh, just parked in just there, you know, in the middle of this farm. And then uh, he quickly noted the area. And then uh, soon people came knocking, you know, <laughs> wanting to buy these yeah, cars from yeah. from this owner. So just the stories about how and people so stumble these on these cars are fascinating. Own these rare cars, they get really grumpy if you come and hassle them about yeah. trying to buy it. Yeah, exactly. Even, so, even if they're unrestored, they still say, no, no, mm. I'm restore it one day. Mm. And sort of 10 years later, and you see the car looks even worse than it did when you first spotted it from the <laughs> helicopter. You know? So <laughs> let's look at your list. You've got the Jaguar E-Type. Um, it yes, also, it looks so exotic. Talk about. Yeah. It's, not a very, it's a rare car in South Africa because you had to import it there back uh, from 1961 until, oh, I don't know, probably the early 70s. But... The, the thing is, um, it's their, it's actually the 60th birthday this year. So at the end in December, it will be the 60th birthday. And if you ever Google a picture of an E-type, well, you know what it looks like. It's also one of the most beautiful cars on earth, mm. you know. Mm. So that, that, they'll be celebrating their 60th birthday here at the end of this year. And there'll actually be a couple of celebrations for the car um, in the various major centers. So just keep an eye on social media. Have a look, and you can probably pop along and have a look um, and, and see some of the gatherings of these e-tops. There's still a couple. There's still, I would say, a couple of hundred left of e-top jaguars in South Africa today. So they've been very well preserved and well restored, and also so absolutely beautiful. Ah, uh, yeah. Sex, sex on wheels was what they used to call <laughs> that car. 
<laughs> no, uh, what's his name? Um, the character from uh, what's his name? Tactic, T- T- please help me. The guy from One Million Dollars, um, Mr. Sexy. When you say that this is a sex on wheels kind of car, I just think of his uh, on-screen character. Someone will help me uh, with him. Then I see you have the Fiat Uno Turbo. I can't believe it. The Uno, the Uno's Stuart. <laughs> Yes, no, Uno is, is a really low-budget uh, car, and it was built to be the cheapest car around, which meant it rattled and it sort of fell apart quite, quite a lot, you know, <laughs> under normal usage. Um, but it had a very strong engine and, and gearbox, and um, the, the the Uno Turbo was a rare model of that car. That's what, getting back to what I said, sometimes you get a rare model of this car. Mm-hmm. And they, they also didn't handle very well. So a lot of them were written off in, in accidents. Uh, they came out in about 1990. And it's very rare to, today that you find a, a really good example of an Uno Turbo. But if you do, um, check it out. And if it doesn't need too much work, then it's well worth buying because these are becoming very collectible cars. And they go like a bat out of hell. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they, 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 they're a lot of fun to drive. They're kind of unruly car. You know, they... The steering tugs you all over the road as you put your foot down, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and who would want that even today? It reminds me of um, in my early days of working, there's a colleague that lived not too far from where I stayed, so he'd always give me a lift and he drove an Uno. I mean, it wasn't an old car, but it already felt battered by then. <laughs> so, yes, exactly. Even 10, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they were battered already. Yeah. You know, they, they weren't very um, sort of the car as well. Everyone just used them as, you know, kind of like a shopping trolley. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, uh, but the turbo is the one that's got little ABOF badges. Those, it's a, a motif of a scorpion. Um, that's the identifying mark. If you see ones with the little scorpion badges on it, mm. mag wheels and uh, a little fake turbo somewhere on the car, that's the one to buy. So mm. that's as far as we know, <laughs> uh, yeah, Mavusana just reminded me. Yes, I was looking for Mike Myers' on-screen character. Yes, Austin Powers. Yes, yeah, right, baby. Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, with that six, six and, on and wheels he, uh, yeah, Jaguar. He had a neat type that it was all painted in a Union Jack flag, I think. Eh? Yeah. As I remember. <laughs> um, and then the yeah. Ford Capri. Um, I suspect that there are lots of stories about this, particularly from that 70s era. Yes, uh, Ford Capri was also, uh, it, was, it was a coupe um, that you could buy. It wasn't very expensive. It was a little bit more expensive than a normal sedan Cortina. Mm. But um, it, it was a two-door coupe. But then South Africans were motorsport mad, mad in those days. They built about close to 500 special examples of these called the Ford Capri Piranha. Um, it's roughly named after the fish, but they spelled piranha wrong. They didn't spell it the right way. Which <laughs> <laughs> is quite funny. Stuart? Oh, man. They didn't do much to the oh. brakes, unfortunately. Mm. And uh, this was a rocket ship. It was actually capable of that. The aforementioned Ferrari that you talked about, the GTO, it was capable of, of going around to Kyle Army just as fast as that, uh, that Ferrari GTO. And this was only a few years down the road. And it, it, I think it cost 4,900 grand in those days, which was a lot. But then a Ferrari would have cost you 8,000 grand, you right. know. 
So, um, so it was a, a huge performance bargain, and um, yeah, it's today it's extremely collectible. You know, especially in the UK, for some reason, the UK enthusiasts love these cars. If you've got one, they oh, they can go for anything up to a million rand today for wow. a perfect one. Wow! Yeah, the Piranha yeah. can go for that much there. Hey. You're saying the piranha in the UK can go up to that much in the UK? It, it could, yeah. I remember about, oh, about 10 years ago, one, one was for sale for about, I think, 400,000 rand, and that was about 10 years ago. So, yeah, I would say it would easily fetch a million plus today, a perfect Capri Piranha, yeah. <laughs> and it was a purely South African car. They only made them in South Africa, but they've become world famous. Because you couldn't get a V8 Capri anywhere else in the world. You could get one with a little four-cylinder or the main, you know, the biggest one was a V6 engine. And this thing was a rocket ship on wheels. So, yeah, it's also got very special details. Lots of little stripes and movers on the back window and a black bonnet and all these special details that us enthusiasts love, you know. Yeah. Uh, a car that I've always had a soft spot for, and I think it's because of uh, this particular model, is the Alfa Romeo, um, the 1983 oh, yeah. on your list. I mean, the cars from Alfa Romeo from that era are just simply iconic. They are, you know, and that, that one was also, once again, only South African build, that 3.0. It has to... If you get the Alfa Romeo V6 uh, 2.5, and mm-hmm. uh, you could get them anywhere in you know in the UK and in Europe, but the Alfa uh, GT V6 3.0, now that was only built in South Africa. Again, it, it numbers of about 250, somewhere around there. Wow. Uh, maybe 300. And um, because it was, you know, they had to import the, the Alfa local agents imported these special kits from uh, from Italy. And then built a special model here. And, and once again, that's another car that's, you know, if you open up a classic car magazine from the UK, you will you'll find articles on this car. Hmm. Um, and it was, you know, it was raced extensively. And uh, Alfa Romeo guys are funny. They, you know, Alfa Romeo's are notorious for getting niggling mechanical yes. problems. Um, they were in any, any case in those days. I think they're a lot better today, actually. They, in fact, I know they are. But um, but the, the basics of the car were fantastic. The engine was powerful. It it, it didn't break down for no reason. The engine I'm talking about, other, other, like the windows used to fall inside the doors, but the engine kept on going. You know. Mm-hmm. But they just had this feeling. You know. Uh, you know. When you drove it, 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 that car talked to you the whole time. <laughs> I'm sure so, you've, you've you've experienced this with the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when a car talks to you, especially after last week's chat, I'll never forget, uh, or our previous chat with you, Stuart, and we had a caller who said that the GTI, you know, <laughs> it just talks back to you. Um, and then on this list as well, um, I think the BMW does get a lot of attention, but I want to get to the Mitsubishi Tridia, uh, Turbo. I mean, okay, the mm-hmm. Alfa Romeo, yes, it had its unique uh, uh, features and so on. But when we look at that Mitsubishi, it's not the prettiest car. <laughs> I know, it's a real ugly duckling. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the funny thing. And yet it also, once again, uh, like I mentioned, the Uno Turbo, it, it goes like a bat out of hell. Mm-hmm. And it's almost uh, uncontrollable when you put your foot down. <laughs> And that's what makes it fun because the steering tugs you all over the road. 
uh, you know, it's front-wheel drive, so the wheel, the front wheels are spinning as it's trying to get traction, and the steering darts, the car darts to the left, then to the right, and it's accelerating like uh, like crazy, and uh, it made it like a, it was like life on the edge, you know, to drive that car very fast. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. Really, I think for that reason, very few of them have survived. Oh, and, uh, so if you can get one now, you must obviously drive it a bit more gently <laughs> and pamper it. But it is ugly, but it's got its, you know, it's a little bit like a bull terrier. It's got its own sort of unique charm. Yeah, no, someone, um, a lady who's helping me with my garden, Joy, uh, said she was describing one of the plants that's in the yard and she's saying, oh, this this one's a little thug. So you better hope yes. that's what it sounds yes. like. Exactly. A that's little bit right. about this yeah. car, like it's a little bit of a thug. So um, yeah, be careful behind the wheel. And it doesn't dress in the very best of taste either. No, know? no. Like the wheels are a bit too gold and the stripes <laughs> are a bit too black, and, you know. But <laughs> no, it's an ugly duckling. Those are just interesting cars I, I, I picked out, um, you know, um, to, to, just this kind of that the average person wouldn't normally think that they're collectible, mm. but they actually have become collectible yes. today amongst the classic car fraternity. Yeah. Know? I mean, you took us from the Ferrari 250 GTO to uh, the Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi Tradia, so uh, it's a fair list. It's a really fair list, Stuart. There's something in it for everyone. Unique cars. Thank you very much. Well, it's, quite, it's quite a journey, eh? That's from, I think we should go the other way. We should go from the Mitsubishi Tradia up to the GTO. Eh? Yes. Build up to something. Something prettier. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Thank you, <yes>. Stuart. <laughs> It was so nice chatting to you, and I hope you're keeping warm on this uh, oh my icy goodness. day. Mm, mm, it's been icy, yeah. trying to. Thanks you, a you lot, You notice I haven't mentioned any open sports cars there. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the cold that's inspired that. We'll see what the list looks like in summer. That will be a completely yeah, different list, whether inspired. Yes, we'll do that's it again. A, that's, a, that's a great idea. Yes. Okay. Thank you. And maybe we should. Thanks so much, Susanna. Yes, Stuart. Maybe we should. We should do drop tops, hey? Yeah, drop tops wanted. Cabriolets, some of the best and finest of those cabriolets. That was Stuart Johnston, veteran motoring journalist and car magazine's Joburg correspondent, looking at uh, some of the rarest cars. It wasn't just the ones that demand top dollar, but also the little thugs that have been made over the years.